0: Out. One day, this blonde lady had finally had enough. Now I don't know who she is, so you can use your own imagination, Chip. Okay, all right. And uh, so she she was uh, just uh, tired of everybody assuming that she was very smart just because of her hair color, right? And the audience was silent. Uh, uh, and so she decided to do something about it, right? And so she goes to the hairdresser and she dyes her hair brown, right? And she walked out of this beauty salon, man, she was feeling quite proud of her new look and and she decided to to try it out, you know, and go for a drive in the country. And she's out in the country driving for a while and suddenly she come upon this uh, shepherd and she thought this was the perfect opportunity to test out her new look and demonstrate her intelligence. And so she walks over to the shepherd and she says, hey, if I can guess how many sheep you have, can I take one as a reward? And the shepherd, he thought, for sure, there's no way this lady's going to guess the exact number of sheep he's got. So he took her bet and he let her try. But to his amazement, on his surprise, she guessed 98, the exact number of sheep he owned. And so, feeling rather good about herself, the lady picks up her reward and she starts walking back to the car. But before she got to the car, the shepherd tapped her on the shoulder and says, Hey, lady, if I can guess your natural hair color, can I have my dog back? (laughs) Can I have a ride home? No, but seriously, uh, how many of you guys would say the obvious point with that lady uh, was wow, she had some serious problems going on there? You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, obviously, she had a problem of not recognizing things that were right in front of her, right? Well, hopefully that's the point. But anyway, but did you guys know that she's not alone? Did you know the Bible says one day the whole planet is going to do the same thing? I mean, people with all different kinds of hair color, they're not going to recognize that, listen, we're living in the last days and the proof is right in front of you. How in the world could you miss it? Okay, and we've been seeing folks because of this, of this skepticism, this scoffing, this mocking, even of all this information, the Bible is clear. These people are running the risk of being thrust into the Antichrist kingdom. And hello, you don't want to be there. It is an outpouring of God's wrath on a wicked and rebellious planet. This planet, hello. Okay, and Jesus said it's going to be the worst time in the history of mankind never to be repeated again. And that unless God was merciful and shortened the time frame, the entire human race would be completely wiped out. That's how much wrath is going to be dished out at this period. But we've been seeing, praise God, God's not just a God of wrath, which again, I'm going to say it again, that's not bad. That means all this baloney, all the unrighteousness, all the crimes, all the things that people think they're getting away with, God has the last word. Okay, they are storing up his wrath. You don't want to do that, okay? But praise God, he's not just a God of wrath. He's a God of love as well. And I truly believe because he loves us, he gives us all these warning signs to let us know when it's close. Yes, of course, we don't know the exact day nor the hour, but just like the parable of the fig tree, we can know, hey, it's just around the corner, okay? And therefore, in order to keep you and I here at sunrise from experiencing the ultimate bad day, hello, being left behind, even worse than some people stealing other people's dogs, with their own natural hair color. We're gonna continue, that's right in our study. The final countdown, Jordan, you ready to go? Thank you, buddy, what a guy, that's right. Uh, but that's right, we've already seen the prophet John, he's helping us out, folks. Once again, he's staring at you and he's speaking loud and clear. Uh, the number 10 sign is uh, the Jewish people, we've already seen. Number nine was a modern technology. Number eight, worldwide upheaval. Number seven, the rise of falsehood. Number six, the rise of wickedness. He's still going, I've got to go too. Uh, the n- next one is the rise of uh, apostasy. Number four, the rise of a one-world religion. Number three, the rise of a one-world government. Number two, the rise of a one-world economy. Give it up for the prophet John. That's right. And Lord willing, wait till next week. We're really going to beef it up when he gets back to appreciate it. Uh, but that's right. The last two times we saw the big finale, the number one sign, the biggest sign of all is what? The mark, the mark of the beast. And what we saw is God lovingly foretold 2,000 years ago, when you see, listen, all the nations around the world starting to promote some sort of marking system that's specifically going to be put into people's bodies, that's going to link them to a global matrix system that's going to control all their buying and selling, guess what? Hey, like it, lump it, believe it or not, it's a sign you're in that generation, you're living in the last days. and As we saw, folks, it's already happening now, not 50 years down the road. Oh, we got plenty of time. Excuse me, it's happening right now with the conditioning proof, where we're being conditioned right now to receive this mark of the beast system through the media, through the matrix they're building, the internet, through the quotations, hello, they even admit it, and last time through the biometric system that they're pushing. And what we saw there is, listen, for the first time in the history of mankind, we not only have the databases right now that's monitoring every single thing that we buy and sell, but for the first time in man's history on a global scale, we see people linking themselves to this system with their body parts, biometrics, specifically the hand and the forehead. Gee, we've never heard that before. Shocker, it's happening now, but that's not all. The fifth way we know we're being conditioned right now to receive the Mark of the Beast system is what I call the convenience proof. Oh, wouldn't it just be so convenient, guys, if we would just get some sort of a microchip implant? Wouldn't that be awesome? You see, folks, the Bible is clear. If you understand Bible prophecy, you can expect to see in the last days, not just a push for this mark of the beast system uh, with this biometric system, okay, specifically with your body parts, but you can expect to see that at some point logically, listen, that somehow people are going to have to be conditioned to the point where they actually are not aware of this as an option, but they're going to actually think, hey, this is an awesome thing to do, right? Because what we see in the scriptures, the bulk of the planet is going to say, Line me up, okay? And, and folks, I'm telling you one of the biggest ways they're doing that right now to get you and I conditioned okay, to uh, accept this mark of the Beast system is under the guise of convenience, right? I mean, who doesn't want more convenience in your life, right? Anybody busy these days, right? Don't you wanna have some more convenience, right? Now the problem is this, folks, it's one thing to fall for this lie, this tactic, okay to get his condition to it but it's another thing to not understand its significance listen just like that blonde lady at the beginning folks we here today for some reason the american church just can't seem to interpret all these signs as an obvious sign from god we are living in the last days and we still run from it we still buck at it we still say shut up i can't take it no more Ah!" but don't worry did you know the same thing happened to jesus at his first coming Yeah, don't take my word for it. Let's listen to his. Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. Luke, of course, was written by Luke. Hey, I saw that. It was about ready to come out there, buddy. The lip quivered or something. Luke chapter 12. We're going to read verses 54 through 56. Let's take a look. This is awesome, man, from Jesus. Okay, and uh, let's take a look at what he's talking about. He's talking about interpreting the times. Is that an important thing to do? Yeah, God goes through all this work, okay? To let you know, this is real, this is really happening. It's here, it's now, it's going into place. And the context here is his first coming, all right? And he's confronting the people of the day. Listen, how much more do I gotta do, man? You need to interpret the times. How in the world could you say you don't have enough information, okay? What more do I gotta do? Let's take a look at the context. Jesus uh, confronting the crowd. Here's what he says, verse 54, Luke 12. He said to the crowd, when, (laughs) come on guys. Come on, he says, when, when you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, Hey, it's gonna rain. And it does, he says. And then then come on. When, when, when a south wind blows, you say, Hey, it's gonna be hot. And it is. And he says, You guys are awesome. You guys are brilliant. You're <laughs> what's he say? Hypocrites. Hypocrite. Now, does anybody besides me notice the exclamation point? So did Jesus say, hypocrite. No, hypocrites, you hypocrites. He says, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky, the weather. He says, but how is it that you don't know how to interpret uh, this present time, right? Now, folks, according to our text, again, this is what's absolutely amazing. Uh, Jesus is basically saying here in the crowd, in the context, he says, listen, I am standing right in the midst of you, okay? Okay. And if you understand the context leading up to this, he says, listen, I've already done all these miracles right in front of you. I'm standing right in front of you. I've demonstrated time and time and time again that I am God in the flesh. I fulfill before your very eyes, tons of Old Testament prophecies showing I'm the actual Messiah that was prophesied hundreds of years ago. And you have the audacity to stand before me and say, huh, I don't get it. I still need more proof. That's what he's saying. That's what he says, hey, you hypocrites. Are you kidding me? That's what he says. He says, you hypocrites. Jesus calls these people out on the carpet of their skeptical, scoffing attitude towards his first coming, and he calls them hypocrites. Why? He says, because listen, come on, I'm God as if I don't know. You don't need that much information to make a decision about the goofball weather. Right? And that's what he says. He says, listen, with a minimal amount of evidence, you only got one little tiny little fact. You make a confident conclusion about the weather and you do it all the time. You you don't require a a, a bunch of information to make that prediction about the weather. You don't need a TV weather guy. You don't have a Doppler radar. You don't got satellites. There are no TV guys. You don't even have the Internet. Google's not even around for 2000 years. And he says, all you do is this. You look over there and you see this dark cloud coming off the sea and you say, hey, I'm going to make a confident prediction. It's going to (laughs) rain. And it does, he says. That's how it works. It turns out that way. You do that stuff all the time. In other words, with a minimal, here's what Jesus is rebuking them. He says, with only a minimal amount of evidence, you draw a confident conclusion about the weather. But when the actual evidence of the Messiah's actual coming is staring you in the face, you still don't get it. And so this tells us there's something else going on. The real problem that Jesus calls these people out on the carpet is not a lack of information. It's they didn't want to get the information. They didn't want to hear it. And so he says, you hypocrite. And this is not the first time that Jesus uses these strong words. He uses it, listen, repeatedly in Matthew 23. For those of you who hooked on correct numbers. This is the passage right before Matthew 24 okay and that passage is all dealing about jesus second coming and listen to what he says to those people uh concerning that let's take a look at what he says this is all from jesus folks matthew 23 13 jesus says woe to you teachers of the law and pharisees you what you hypocrites again notice the exclamation point as you shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces yet you yourselves do not enter nor will you let those enter who are trying to your stumbling block matthew 23 14 woe to you scribes and pharisees you hypocrites because you devour widows houses and for a pretense you make long prayers therefore you're going to receive a greater condemnation matthew 23 15 woe to you teachers of law and pharisees you hypocrites you travel over land and sea to win a single convert and when he becomes one you make him twice as much the son of hell as you are jesus said that but i know you're supposed to be calm cool and collected whenever you proclaim god's word let's continue on Uh, matthew 26 16-17 what are you blind guides you say if anybody swears by the temple it means nothing but hey if somebody swears by the gold of the temple he's bound by his oath you blind fools (laughs) <laughs> Which is greater man the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred Matthew 23 23 through 24 What do you teachers of the law and Pharisees you hypocrites you give a tenth of your spices mint dill and cumin But you've neglected the more important matters of the law justice mercy and faithfulness You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former you blind guides you strain out a net But you swallow a camel he continues on verses 25 through 26. What do you teachers of the law you Pharisees you hypocrites You clean the outside the covenant. Oh, you look so nice on hoo! Wow he says, but inside you're full of greed and self-indulgence, you blind Pharisee, first clean inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside is going to be clean as well. Matthew 23, 27 through 28, woe to you, teaches the law, you Pharisees, you hypocrites. You're like whitewashed tombs, man, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead man's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but he sees it all. On the inside, you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Uh, Matthew 23, 29 34, woe to you, of the law, and Pharisees, you hypocrites you build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous and you say hey man if we lived in the days of our forefathers we wouldn't have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets and jesus oh yeah so then you testify against yourselves that you're the descendants of those who murder the prophets fill up then the measure of your sin uh, of your forefathers you snakes you brood of vipers how will you escape being condemned to hell therefore i am sending to you in the future prophets and wise men and teachers listen jesus said some of them you're going to kill and crucify others you're going to flog in your synagogues and pursue hunt them down town to town wow how many guys would say that jesus really doesn't like hypocrisy right in other words if you look at this in the context because right next is now matthew 24 and he gives all the signs of his second coming so listen to the context in other words jesus saying there folks he's saying listen i know you guys I know not only this generation, but I know all generations, including the one to come. And you didn't want to listen to me. You didn't want to hear the truth about my first coming. And when I send faithful future prophets to proclaim my second coming, you're not going to want to listen to it either. In fact, I know exactly what you're going to do. Just like the first time, you're going to try to kill him. You're going to try to assassinate him. You're going to try to shut him up. I don't want to hear it. And folks, it is my condition that we're living in the generation where this passage of Matthew 23 is coming to pass now. We are that close to the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And yet, when you try to get this information out, people are doing the same thing. Shut the messenger up. We've got to kill him. We've got to assassinate him. Don't confuse me with the facts. I don't want to hear this. And yet, Jesus would say to you, listen, you hypocrites. On the one breath, you say, oh, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Oh, it's so awesome. Thank you for rescuing me from being condemned to hell. But I don't want to hear any news. You're coming back soon. You hypocrite. You hypocrite you don't really love me. On the outside, oh yeah, I love him, I love him, but I don't want to see him. Excuse me? You're being a hypocrite. You can interpret the weather with a tiny little bit of information. You're all excited about, hey, did you hear about the weather? This cloud's coming. I know it's going to rain. But I give you all this information week week after week after week after week after week after week after week and you say shut up when you should be excited about it. Don't be a hypocrite okay and folks I'm telling you how much more information has God got to give us especially on this sign the mark of the beast I say this every week folks what more does God got to do how much more proof do we need uh, 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 gee the weather this uh, what how many signs does he have to give us how much more information before we say hey listen okay we're living in the last days but listen it's a heart revealer are you excited Or are you secretly saying not now and Jesus is saying, don't be that hypocrite, okay? He has given us so many information. We've already seen how they're pushing it with just this one sign. The media, the matrix, the quotations, the biometrics, and I'm telling you right now, folks, they are packaging all this up under the guise of convenience. Whoa, just so we'll accept it. Not 50 years down the road, right now. This is how close we are. This is how much out of love God has given us a plethora of information, guys. So we can say, thank you, Jesus. I, I was excited about your coming before, but now, the wedding's coming. And I'm looking forward to it. The first way we know we're being conditioned right now to receive the actual mark of the beast, how much information does God gotta give us? Under um, the the guy's the convenience, guys, is what I call the pampered proof, okay? How much information does he have to give us? The pampered proof, I mean, come on, guys, haven't you heard? I mean, who wouldn't wanna get a microchip implant? You know what I'm saying? I mean, this, this would be so awesome. It would be so convenient. If you guys would just get one right now, this biometric implant thing, it would bring such great comforts to your lives, don't you realize this? Your life would become so convenient beyond your wildest dreams and... What's a biometric implant? Well, thanks for asking, Chet. I'm glad you did. Uh, Folks, a biometric implant, as you can see, according to this picture, is a tiny little chip about the size of a grain of rice, Okay, and it's this little implant thing that you get just beneath your skin, and it's very beneficial, it's very convenient, because if you got this under your skin, unlike those cards, You know, you can't lose it, right? Can't be stolen because it's implanted inside your body. It's with you wherever you go. You'll never forget it. Isn't that great? Isn't that convenient? And that's right. For those of you who still might be a little squeamish about that. Hey, don't worry. (laughs) It's been approved by the FDA as far back as 2002. And we all know we can trust the government with our I almost want to wipe my tongue saying that. But that's right folks don't listen to me let's see how much they're really pumping us to receive not just the market of the beast the technology's already here but they're moving it's escalating so fast they're getting us to say take it now oh it'll be so convenient take it now don't wait let's take a look at some of that information how are they trying to condition us to think it's such a convenient thing to do let's take a look how pampered we will be hey you can have tiny cell phones implanted into your bikini ladies Hey, what do you do? You make your phone call. Wouldn't that be convenient? Oh, guys, we're no. You're gonna have T-shirts implanted with internet links. Hey, Bob, did you see that site? I mean, you wouldn't even have to. Oh, that would. If you just get an implant, you can have an implant in your clothes that will tell you what clothes, shirt, tie, blouse, etc., goes with what. Men, how many of you guys don't need that implant? Hmm? How many guys use the old-fashioned implants called when you get married, then they fix you up and. I still need that right home. But let's continue on. Uh, uh, you can have an implant in your makeup, ladies, to see what you look like before you put it on in the mirror. They're called smart mirrors. Wouldn't you wanna get, wouldn't that be smart? You wouldn't have to waste your paper. Oh, hey, listen, you can have implants that act like, listen, ladies, intelligent shopping agents who will know everything about you from personal quirks to shoe size. It'll search instantly anywhere in the world via the internet to find you the best deal. Wouldn't that be awesome if you were just get. kid? An implant. Hey, you can have implants in your house to customize anything from the temperature to the background music. You can have an implant in your jacket to allow you to switch on the TV, check your phone messages, even tell the oven to start cooking a meal. Because we all know it takes so much work to go Can you believe it? George Justin, eats your heart out. Hey, you can have an implant in your fridge. Listen, they're called smart fridges. Check it out. Uh, they tell you when you're out of food and automatically order it from the store. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, if you just get an implant. You, you can, and listen, for those of you still want to go to the store, listen, this is awesome. If you get an implant, you can breeze through the store. You can go right through the checkout lane without ever having to pull out your wallet. You'd be done just like that, especially when you get that phone call from those unexpected guests. Saves time. Let's take a look at that.
1: Hello? Hi, Grandma. (laughs) We're gonna come over for dinner. Right now!
0: Nick they time, tie, woo! You could just get implant, whenever. you could be cool like that grandma, first of all, whenever, you know what I'm saying? Cutting edge technology. And if everything was tagged, you could just walk through, it's all automated. Wouldn't that be convenient? Commercials right now, getting you and I ready for that kind of a life, right now. Not 50 years down the road, right now. Getting us ready to do just that. Hey, if uh, even kids can get on the action, you can have an implant in your candy bar so they can track you down and give you free money. Lord willing, might get to that next week. Uh, for those of you who want to be more health conscious and stay away from those candy bars, uh, you can have an implant in your food, all food items, we saw that before, that's what they want to do, to help you control and monitor your food intake and lose weight, it's called the smart plate. Oh, take a look at this,
2: this is cool. Another part of this system is our smart plate, a plate that reads our food and works as an invisible diet management system. When a cupcake is placed on the plate, it is scanned by an RFID reader inside. The reader is programmed to monitor every product that's eaten from the plate. An LED light hidden under the veneer breathes up to give a short visual correspondence. Besides nutrition information like calories or fat, the user can also learn more about his food, about its food miles, or its trading history. A sushi roll could tell us about its heritage and its ingredients. For people with food allergies, the smart plate can send hazard alerts about dangerous ingredients and stop us eating things that might harm us. This system aims to become the future medium between food intake and knowledge. It extracts data directly from food and creates a new perception of what we're going to eat.
0: Notice what we're going to eat. It will be dictated what you buy and sell. Oh, but that's not all. Uh, and for those of you aren't have enough strong enough will to listen to your smart plate. They thought of everything. You can also couple it with another thing they're working on. It's called the permanent companion. That's freaky enough. Listen to this. This computer interface will not only like, control your shopping list at home, but even while you're on the road, wherever you go. It will act as a real body coach, which helps consumers keep a healthy diet and lose weight by keeping an eye at all times on your weight and calories and suggesting recipes for suitable meals and sending you alert whether or not you can eat a little more or you should start exercising, pal. Put that cupcake down. That's what they're working on. Hey, you can have implants in your car to access the internet, pay for toll charges, gas, food at the drive-thru. As long as your a perfect companion, it's okay. You know, those french fries that get you every time. You can have an implant uh, in your carrying bag to uh, track you wherever you go so you can avoid those uh, pedestrian traffic jams. I hate that when that happens, big crowds. Uh, you can have implants in your umbrellas to track your every move and let marketers know how well their advertising is doing. You know, it's a teamwork thing so we can get the best deal. Listen to this, I'm not making this up. They're working on having tiny implants in magazines so that publishers not only know how many people actually read their magazine, but they even know how long they spent reading the pages, if they skipped reading some of the pages, if they skipped some of the articles, whether or not they read it from front to back, back to front, and of course, what advertisements, if any, you looked in the magazine, so they can make adjustments. Isn't that wild? Hey, you can have implants in television sets that eject artificial scents when the advertisements or scenes are viewed. Yeah, it smells. I'm not to make this up. What they're to do is like if there's a, a scene with the movie and they're along the ocean, all of a sudden, hey, it smells like the ocean, salt, salt water, right? If they got a Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial, it smells like sewage. Oh. yeah, yeah. You knew I had to say that. Let's continue on. Uh, you can have an implant, you can have an implant in your fingertip that will transfer all your vital information with a handshake. Oh, and a digital authentication law has already been passed through Congress, giving these electronic signatures the same legal status as if you wrote your name. On a document. And you can have an implant in your hand that will unlock your car, start your car, open doors, log on to your computer, and so much more. It's all oh, so convenient. If you would just be like this guy, let's take a look.
1: I wanted a, a more convenient way that made more sense to me to get into my office. It's kind of IT efficient. professional Amal of Grafstra things describes things himself uh, as an to implant, to implant hobbyist, a product do-it-yourself product. microchipper. So, he had a radio frequency identification uh, device, uh, or uh, RFID, in inserted in into answer, his hands. It's technology commonly used uh, to identify uh, dogs and cats. Every day after work, with the groceries in hand, uh, I use it every day to get into the back door, and it's it's better than fumbling around for keys. <laughs> Does it seem a quite a dramatic uh, thing to undertake just to be able to get into the house? For some, probably, uh, but for me, when looking at it, you know, I said, well, it's really just moving that RFID card from my pants pocket to a skin pocket. It's not as far fetched as it sounds, given that people are already willing to insert microchips into their hands. Oh, let me.
0: Well, yeah, it's the right hand too. I'm sure, that's a quinky dink. What do you guys think? I mean, guys, don't you understand? Aren't you paying attention? If you would just get a skin pocket implant, your life would be filled with so much comfort. I mean, wouldn't it be cool to get a microchip implant now? Why are you waiting for? I mean, wouldn't it be so convenient if you just get one? And folks, I'm telling you, that's what they're doing. They're conditioning us to accept the actual market of the Beast right now under the guise of convenience. The second way we know we're being conditioned to do just that is not just the pamper proof. You're gonna be so much more productive if you do this. Don't you understand? We are gonna, folks, I'm telling you, if you would just get an implant, it's gonna make your life so much more productive. I mean, we we could get so much more done. Anybody here pressed for time? Don't you just have these endless lists of things to do and you never get them done? And if you would just get an implant, You'd be more productive. Let's take a look at how they're trying to sell that to us. We'll just be more productive. Hey, that's right. You can have implants in your clothes that will talk to your washer so you don't have to. Simply load the clothes in your washer and the tag will do the rest of the work by telling the washer how it should be laundered. How much time can you save at that? That's... What they're working on, smart washers, check them out. You can have implants on all manufactured items to create a self-managing intelligent supply chain all around the world. As I said before, that really is their goal. They've worked it out with the numbering system. Every item, every person, every pet, every product on the planet, every tree on the planet, there's enough numbers to get them all. Watch this, they admit it.
3: Matrix was founded four years
2: ago to revolutionize the RFID business.
3: The
1: acronym stands for Radio Frequency Identification. In our judgment, RFID will be the single most significant enabling technology to impact supply chain execution in the 21st century.
2: The idea being that each product has a serial number or an ID, and therefore each item can be then uniquely identified. What we've done essentially is program a chip with 112 bits of ID and error correction code giving you 2 to the 96th unique IDs to sequentially and uniquely identify every single product in the world.
0: Wow. They even got that worked out too. But wouldn't it be more productive? See, you can have an implant in your trash and then, of course, in your trash bin. See if ever got, everything got tagged on the planet. To force people to recycle and find them if they don't and tax them based on how much garbage they throw away. We'll make you be an environmentalist if it's the last thing we do. That's what they're working on. Smart bins. Check it out. Notice again the terminology, smart. All this technology starts with smart. Uh, You can have an implant in your shoes to help you win a marathon. Huh, that's more productive, isn't it great? You can have an implant in your employees to monitor their location, who they're with, timekeeping, efficiency, and productivity. Huh, you know exactly what they're doing at all times. Uh, You can have another implant for your restaurant employees so that when they use the restroom, it activates another implant in the wash basin, whether or not they actually wash their hands and alert you if there's need for disciplinary action. You don't want to get another health violation, right, Don? Where you yeah, these things, this could be all automated, okay? Hey, you can have an implant in your child's diaper to track their urinary health. I'm not making this up. It's called a smart diaper. Yeah, okay. Hey, you can have an implant uh, to connect you directly to your computer. But hey, just be careful. It can happen. Don't get a
1: virus like this guy. Let's take a look. He is a real-life Cyberman. A scientist with an implanted computer chip. A tiny lump is all that gives it away. A wave of his digitally enhanced hand and security doors magically open. Only he can operate his phone, and only if he holds it in the hand fitted with a chip. But now Dr Mark Gasson is suffering a very 21st century malady, the first human to be infected with a computer virus. When the systems read my tags, the computer virus has actually appeared throughout the whole database so it's actually replicated itself and copied it throughout the database so any of these people that are using their swipe cards to access the building the actual virus would be copied onto their card the cybernetics expert at the University of Reading had the chip implanted in a minor operation in future your medical records could be stored like this but the chips are vulnerable already many implanted medical devices like heart pacemakers have on board computers that communicate with doctors if they're corrupted by a virus the consequences for patients could be fatal and in future chips will be used even more widely perhaps even as memory upgrades for the brain they too could be scrambled by malicious computer code our bodies have been fighting biological viruses but as man and machine merge so computer viruses could prove a new threat to human health take the chip Get out of line.
0: If they send a virus to your chip, you're done. Very convenient to get rid of people, wouldn't it? Oh, but let's continue on. You can have an implant to sense brainwave patterns and convert them into signals to operate electrical appliances. Because we all know it takes a lot of work to do that. Hey, it'd be more productive. You wouldn't have to walk that far. Okay. You can have an implant to act as an internal alarm clock that determines how much sleep you can get. That be nifty. Oh, it'd be awesome. You can have an implant uh, to constantly monitor your body functions such as pulse, heart rate, sugar levels. If you have diabetes, no more doing the finger thing, uh, and even make sure that you always take your pills. It's here. They're putting it in the medication. Let's take a look at that. For the 20
3: million Americans who live with diabetes, daily finger pricks are a painful part of life. Getting the proper glucose reading is critical in controlling your diabetes. There is now a group of biotech companies that say they can change the way diabetics monitor their blood sugars with an implantable microchip like this one.
1: The chip is placed
3: in the intertitial tissue and it comes in contact with fluids in the body
0: and the sensors react to the presence of particular compounds in these fluids, detect them and then sense the measurements outside.
3: The FDA has approved a kind of attachment for all types of pills, it's a tiny harmless transmitter that will electronically register if you've taken your pill or not. It mixes with stomach acids and sends out a signal that you've indeed taken the pill. Its creators, its inventors hope it might be used for seniors who often forget to take their meds.
0: You're not making me take this medication Mr. Antichrist, really? Can't hide it under your tongue anymore. Every loophole that's being closed, folks, this is wild. Hey, you can have an implant to send to an electrode to your brain to activate a former paralyzed muscle or limb, okay? You you can have an implant connected to the eye to start to provide sight, again, for the blind. You can have an implant to extend human intelligence or memory, you just heard them on that uh, one video clip, and that's right, you can have an implant, oh, come on, it would just save your life. You could become so much productive wherever you go in the world, like this lady was. Let's take a look at that. Now imagine a
3: device that could tell them all they need to know about any medical condition you have in a matter of minutes at any hospital anywhere in the world. Sound far-fetched? It's closer than you think. On a typical day, patients come in with heart attacks, strokes, major trauma, cancer patients and septic shock. You name it, we have it. What might improve the odds for some of those patients at New Jersey's Hackensack University Medical Center is this. That tiny chip, Dr. Joseph Feldman, head of the hospital's trauma unit, holds in his hand. It's a Radio Frequency Identification, or RFID tag. The same technology used to tag animals to help reunite a pet with its owner, RFID has now won Food and Drug Administration approval for use in humans. RFID technology is very attractive to emergency departments. It enables people to quickly identify not only who the person is, but what their medical history is. And what would normally take hours sometimes, can take a matter of minutes. How does it work? With the wave of a wand, the doctor reads a unique ID number, then logs onto a central database to quickly access your medical history, surgical history, any medications you take, your allergies and blood type, even an emergency contact. 65 American hospitals have agreed to implement the technology and the company that makes the chip expects that number to grow to 200 by the end of the year. If I had the chip, I could travel all over the world. That would give me the freedom of living a life without bounds.
0: Yes, welcome to the future. I don't know about you, but once again, I'm starting to see a common thread. They're really certainly pushing this in the, uh, in the medical industry. And aren't you glad that the government has mandated we're going to? Would they ever mandate we have? Oh, that's interesting. But, but, but folks, I'm telling you, did you hear what that lady said? Our lives, she's looking forward to it. Our lives would become so much more productive if we would just get an implant. Wouldn't it wouldn't be constructive. wouldn't it just be so convenient. What are you waiting for? It? Just do it now. It's exactly what they want us to think. And this is the information, the clear-cut sign from God. Folks, we're living in the last days. This is how far it's gone. Okay, one more to go. The third way, folks, they're getting us conditioned to receive the actual mark of the beast is what I call the protective proof. That's right. Maybe you could care less about the convenience factor and live in a more productive life. But hey, we all need protection, right? It's crazy times. All those criminals out there, those dangerous people. I mean, if you guys would just get an implant, our lives would become so well protected by this that we would never have to worry about anything ever again. Isn't that a dream come true? Yeah, let's take a look at how they're selling that, folks. Listen to this hey, you can have an implant to track your car wherever you go for theft purposes and allow authorities to find those unregistered vehicles and make them pay taxes like the rest of us. We could be protected. Hey, uh, you can have an implant in your casino chips to make sure people don't cheat. Smart chips, check them out, folks. Oh, speaking of uh, Vegas and casinos and stuff, hey, you can have an implant in your towels to make sure people don't steal them in the hotel. Yes, I'll refrain from a show of hands. Let's move on. Uh, listen, uh, you can have an implant in your luggage to ensure its exact whereabouts. come on. Never lose your luggage anywhere in the world. Oh, and and speaking of which, uh, uh, safety in airports, even passengers could get an implant on this bracelet thingy and it will shock the bad people when they get out of line. They're actually talking about it. Here's the news clip.
2: Well, imagine showing up for your next flight at the airport and being handed a device, a little uh, bracelet, that would serve as your boarding pass. It would track your lost luggage. And it would also shock you with the same power as a taser if you get out of line. Well, a top official with the Department of Homeland Security has expressed interest in these so-called safety bracelets. So is this really the future of air travel? And will passengers accept it? The
3: bracelets will allow crew members using radio frequency transmitters to quickly and effectively subdue hijackers. The electromuscular disruption signal overrides the attacker's central nervous system and will render even the most elite and aggressive terrorist completely immobile for several minutes. This will allow the crew to subdue and handcuff that individual.
2: Is it possible, Neil? Could we get to the point in air travel where we have to put on a bracelet where the stewardess can shock us if we get out of line uh...
3: yes they did express an interest in this uh... apparently had a meeting with this one individual who has this one device but uh... if they ultimately ever do this it's going to be quite different than what we're talking about today and we may see actually these kinds of devices put on uh... felons uh, in order to get parole Uh, People that are uh, pedophiles, so that it sets off an alarm if they get too close to a school. Uh, We may uh, uh, see all sorts of applications of this down the road.
0: Mm. That's interesting. Uh, uh, Speaking of applications, uh, maybe they're going to start working towards something that's a little bit more secure. Because I don't know how you guys think about this. Uh, there's only uh, one problem with these security bracelets you just saw. Uh, you could lose them. Maybe you could even cut it off, right? So that's right, Tom. You're thinking what I'm thinking. Uh, wouldn't it make a, a, a better thing, the solution down the road, to just go ahead and get a chip implant that could do the same thing? Wouldn't that be much more secure? Well, believe it or not, if you work at the airport, that might be one of the options you're going to have to do to keep your job. Check this out
3: metal detectors, liquid bands, uh, random bag checks. As passengers, we've come to expect tight security measures associated with flying. Soon those measures will extend beyond those just taking off to include those who never leave the airport. San Antonio international officials tell Ken's 5 Congress is putting into motion measures that will ensure airport employees are subject to stricter security checks. Chris,
0: right now, all airport employees must pass a police and FBI background check soon. Those checks could include something a little more intrusive.
3: Members of Congress are currently debating how to keep closer tabs on those who have access to secured
0: areas, meaning everyone from restaurant employees to airline mechanics could soon be subjected to more rigorous background checks. Under discussion, a check of an employee's credit history, search of their bags and property before entering secured areas, and perhaps the most extreme measure, the use of biometric
3: readers for fingerprints and eyes, even possibly a chip implant
0: what boy they'd never do that would they all right listen it's just for the airport workers it'll never move on to the rest of hey let's continue on i mean don't you feel so protected uh, you can have an implant in your computer to protect it nobody can steal it anymore you can have an implant in your uniforms to eliminate shortages and ensure you get back every single garment you turned in it'll protect your clothes for you uh, you can have an implant in your socks you'll never lose them no more wondering, what? Is, is that the Doctor Who time machine, the TARDIS that I bought as a dryer? Where did that missing sock go? Yeah, whatever, I digress. Uh, you can have an implant in library books. To, nobody could ever steal them anymore, and you'll always get those people to pay their fines now. You can have implants in your skis to monitor your performance and manage your safety. Uh, you can have an implant in your bike so traffic lights could warn other motors of your whereabouts right? That would protect you. You can have an implant in trees to ensure the trees are safe and secure to prevent unlawful cutting. Listen, it will hold data about location, size, and who cut that tree down? Right? Interesting. Hey, that's right. You can have an implant in your cactus so people don't steal them. Believe it or not, they're, I guess they're expensive, $2,500 a pop or something. Anyway, people are ripping them off. You can have an implant in your pet to make sure your pet sparky never gets lost. You can have an implant in your body uh, to, so people can find you if you got got an airplane crash or other natural disaster. No more missing bodies. Uh, you, can, you can have an implant to instantly alert somebody if your body fell into the water like a swimming pool or a fire You got too close. Uh, you can have an implant on nuclear devices, machines, dams, uh, giving advanced of impending danger, uh, you can have an implant to put in your business. You would instantly know when people are trying to break in or tamper with your facilities. You can have an implant to monitor your livestock. You'll find them wherever they go. You can have one to monitor parole. Oh, they are talking about that. Monitor parolees, uh, you know, to save on prison costs. There's so much money. You can have an implant to find out if that person who has Alzheimer's wandered away. And, and in fact, speaking of which, in, in the news, right, you can have an implant to instantly locate that lost or abducted child. It wouldn't take that long to find them, if you had an implant. In fact, pretty soon what they're saying, folks, uh, you might just go ahead and have to get one the moment you're born real soon. Check this out.
2: (laughs) Heidi, the miniature schnauzer, was found months after it disappeared because of an implanted microchip. With the Food and Drug Administration's blessing, hospitals prepare to implant the information filled very chip under patients' skin to reduce errors. Now it's on to the big party on South Beach, as the chip is envisioned as the new age gold key to the VIP room. You don't have to pull out your credit cards, your driver's licenses. You're part of a team. You're part of an elite family. Instead of your credit card being scanned, you would be scanned. The chip is currently the rage in clubs in Europe, and implanting it is currently free.
1: It's so simple. I think that within 20 years, when you get born, you will get a chip.
0: Wow. Don't you guys realize how protective we would be? I mean, did you hear that? I mean, this convenience factor apparently is starting to pay off big time. I mean, I mean, who wouldn't want their loved ones, their kids, their pets, their uh, elderly, I mean, their the property to be protected at all times? And, oh, by the way, you, it, it, it can make financial transactions as well. The exact same technique. I mean, wouldn't it be common sense if we would just stop putting it off and just get a microchip implant right now? No. Put it in the context, folks, of what you just saw with our opening text from Jesus. Recognize the days you live in. What more does God have to do to get our attention? Don't be a hypocrite. Right now, we are being prepared as we sit here to receive the actual mark of the beast, which means we're about to see the actual return of Jesus Christ. That's something to get excited about. And that's why Jesus says in another passage in Luke, we see this every time, Luke 21, 28, when these things begin to take place, what do you do, Christian? Stand up, lift up your heads because your redemption draws near us. In other words, woohoo, my wedding day is coming, it's here, yes! Not... Shut your mouth. Don't talk about this anymore. Is there anything else we can study besides this? Because Jesus said, you're being a hypocrite. How dare you say you love me? And you can't wait to spend all eternity with me. And yet I send faithful men who will tell you how close it's getting. And you say, shut up. You hypocrite. You brood of vipers! You look so good on the outside. Oh, I love them! I love them! But inside, I see your heart. You don't love me. You don't want to see me. You can't even stand to hear news about me coming back. Don't be a hypocrite, Christian. But if you're here today, man, gee whiz! If you're not a Christian, what more has God got to do to get your attention? <laughs> do you realize the people sitting outside of these four walls, or however many walls there are in this weird octagon shape? Uh, <laughs> I haven't counted them yet. (laughs) Do you realize that you've got more information than 99% of the population out there of the return of Christ? What more does God got to do to get your uh, attention? Interpret the signs. Don't be a hypocrite. Listen to the parable of the fig tree from Jesus. This is what he says, folks. Pay attention to this verse. Uh, Matthew 24, 32 through 35. Jesus said, now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know, hello, summer's near. Kind of like the weather thing. Oh, there's the clouds, it's gonna rain. He said, okay, so you know, all right. He says, even so, when you see all these things, even the things you saw today, He says, you know that it is near right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but Jesus says, my words will never pass away. In other words, when Jesus says it, hell, you can take it to the bank. He is coming back, folks. We don't know the exact date nor the hour, but he is coming back soon. What more information does he have to give to you? You need to reach out, take his hand, his merciful hand, and accept his gift of salvation now. Otherwise, you will be left behind and you will be thrust into the Antichrist kingdom, and God's wrath will be poured out upon you. Don't do that. Interpret the signs. Amen? Let's pray. Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crohn of Sunrise Baptist Church, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But before you go, let me ask you one final question. Are you sure that if you were to die today that you go to heaven and not hell? Before you answer that, let me share a couple things with you. Did you know that the Bible says that God is holy and that we are not? And the Bible also says that the wages of our sin or our unholiness is death. In other words, when we die, and it's coming for each one of us, we're all marching towards the grave at different speeds, but it's going to happen. The Bible says, therefore, since the wages of our sin is death, we deserve to die and go straight to hell and not to heaven. And that's bad enough, but to make matters worse, we don't want to admit this. God already knows. He knows uh, all of our behavior, everything, our thoughts, what we've done, what even we're going to do. He knows it all. He's gone. Even though he already knows this, we don't want to admit this. And so out of love and mercy, God gave us something called his law or the Ten Commandments. It's kind of like his x-ray into our heart to show us what he already knows, that he is holy and that we are not. And it's this unholiness or sin that separates us from him. Let's take a look at God's x-ray, if you will, his divine law to show us what he already knows. The Ten Commandments, uh, the ninth one says this, you shall not bear false witness, okay? That's called lying, okay? And if you've ever told a lie once, which we all have, myself included, the Bible says that makes you a liar, okay? The, the, another commandment says you shall not steal, okay? You've committed adultery in your heart. And finally, the Bible says uh, you shall not murder. And you might think, well, hey, I haven't done that one. Really? Well, again, the Bible says that the sin of hatred is the same as the sin of murder. The only difference is you pulled the trigger, if you will, in your heart. You wish they were dead. And in God's eyes, it's the same thing in principle. Folks, that's only just a couple of the Ten Commandments. We didn't even go through all of them. But I think you're starting to get the picture. The Bible is correct. We have all fallen short of the glory of God, myself included, and that we are separated from God as a result. And so when our time comes, we're not automatically going to heaven. We are headed for judgment. We are headed for hell. Now let me tell you the good news. The good news is that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to save us, Jesus Christ died on the cross. It was the death penalty of its day. He paid in full uh, the price for our sins to be forgiven. Let me give you an analogy. For instance, even today, we could see that a person could commit a crime. Uh, they, they cannot reverse it. The, the sentence has been passed. The judge has uh, slammed his gavel, and they are ushered off into their jail cell. And in this particular crime, they are going to receive the death penalty. And so they're behind bars, just waiting for the time, waiting for the call for them to go and uh, receive the death penalty. But believe it or not, as we know, there is a way that a person can get off a death row. And that is if the one in authority, the governor, would grant them a pardon. Now, they didn't earn it. Uh, They certainly don't deserve it. And there's nothing they could do uh, to earn it because nothing can reverse their crime, okay? Yet the one in authority has that ability to grant them a pardon. Well, can I tell you something? That's what God has done through Jesus Christ. The cross was the death penalty of the day. God sent his one and only son to die on the cross, to take the death penalty in our place, and that if we would just receive his pardon for all of our sins, God is willing to allow us to get off a death row. He's willing to forgive us completely of all of our sins. That's the good news that I want to share with you. God loves you. The Bible says that God is not willing that anyone should perish, but everyone come to repentance. Won't you, if that's you, call upon the name of Jesus Christ right now? Won't you ask him to forgive you for your sins? The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Won't you do that now wherever you are? Please. Take God up on his amazing, loving offer. I'll let you down. Man will let you down. People will let you down. But God never will. He wants to adopt you into his forever family. He loves you. He's willing to forgive you of anything and everything you've ever done, past, present, and future. It's amazing. Please, call upon Jesus now. Well, this has been Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church. If there's anything that we can do for you, Please don't hesitate to ask. Our number and information will come up here on the screen here shortly. And remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless.
2: Thank you for watching this presentation from Sunrise Baptist Church. If you would like to send us a letter or any other kind of postage, you can reach us at 1780 Betty Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89156. For more information, you can give us a call at 702 452 Eight five nine nine, or email us at b.crone at getalifemedia.com or you can visit our website at www.getalifemedia.com Billy Crone and this ministry can also be found on Facebook and Twitter Join us for services at www.sunriselv.com